You're listening to Recovery Survey, the podcast that shatters stigmas around different types of addictions and takes a deep dive into spiritual principles. I find a lot of wisdom that comes from your show. You interview different people and I know you just do an overall good job and you're a blessing to recovery in general. So I want to make that very clear for the record that I love the movement that you have, what you're doing, you're saving lives and you're educating and informing people. I think that's important. I want to thank my friends at Recovery Survey for giving me the opportunity to talk to them about my recovery journey. Thank you for having me on uh, the new podcast that you just developed, which is unbelievable, Recovery Survey Podcast. I really appreciate what you're doing and, and been doing and continue doing. I'm super excited about today's show. My guests are Chris and JD. They are the founders of Fearless Recovery MMA. Welcome to the show, guys. Yeah, my name is Chris Rodriguez. I was active duty in the Marine Corps. Started martial arts when I was a kid. I lived in Japan for a few years. Uh, JD and I had a fight team. We were kid. We, were, we actually grew up together. I met JD actually when I was like 15. Once I went into the Marine Corps, man, just the, the culture of active duty, military stressors and things, you know, I started drinking and partying and your typical young man out on his own for the first time, kind of doing what he wanted and not spending a lot of time being productive and in, in like more positive outlets. So I, I kind of turned to alcohol and kind of got away from training and stuff like that. And... Right around 35, I'd finished with the Marine Corps and I was coaching at an MMA gym and JD and I had already had like a fight team for a while and stuff. I just realized like, I just stopped drinking, but I realized that I was, I was using exercise as a, like an alternative to channel some of my energy in a more productive way to get away from doing like the drugs and alcohol thing. And that's when we really started looking into like, how is this a more positive kind of outlet for maybe somebody who doesn't want to go like your traditional therapy, AA type of treatment and how it's able to like really help us through the process of kind of working together and like that mind, body, soul connection through training. I reached out to you guys because you're the only martial arts recovery page I could find and I thought that was really cool. I do jujitsu myself, so I thought it would be awesome to have a conversation. I guess I'll start first with my introduction. I guess uh, JD, uh, one of the co-founders of, of Fearless Recovery MMA. I also had the uh, kind of same background as Chris, born just outside of Cleveland. I was the only white boy in town, and uh, by that means I had to fight a lot. So. Uh, to move out of Cleveland, we moved to a little town outside of Dayton, Ohio, which was nothing but cornfields. And uh, essentially, that just made me the only black boy. I'm like in between both worlds, I guess, uh, with my dad's family being from Cleveland and my mom's family being from Tennessee. 
I like to describe myself as the perfect blend of hillbilly and hood rat. <laughs> it was a tough growing up. I mean, I don't think anybody had a perfect childhood, but once we started focusing on training and uh, I spent a lot of years in karate and then uh, Chris and I started taking Kung Fu together and, uh, and Muay Thai. And then we found jujitsu and it was just like, man, this is great. Competed in a couple events. And it was, I mean, really that was my addiction until, you know, Chris got out and then we ended up moving in together. And I mean, we just went wild for so long. I mean, we use the statement a lot that there's there's celebrities that didn't party like we did. The events that fell into place, the timing of it was just so ironic that uh, when Chris decided to stop drinking is around the same time where I got my DUI. During the DUI process in Florida, you're immediately frowned upon it's hard to get out of of this dui umbrella that that you're now in i had to go to alcohol therapy and when chris started focusing on on getting sober i was in the alcohol therapy classes in florida there is no prejudice against the level of crime that you've done so me being first time dui Ended up in a therapy class with convicted felons of possession of cocaine, two pounds of weed. And during this therapy class, I'm just sitting back and kind of looking over it. Like, I'm not really in the class. I'm looking over, just thinking, like, these guys deserve better, man. Like, they got problems. And and I'm not saying I don't, but there's got to be something better for them than being in this room and listening to this therapist who essentially spent all her time talking about her daily diet and she was uh, a bigger person and, but how she just loved apple fritters, man. And, and I just, I just didn't see the value in this and it really got under my skin. Like half these guys would just take the second and just beat, beat the shit out of this lady at any given moment but yet they're they have to be in this class just to get back to their regular life you know we started working together and you know countless hours of research and and how mma and and boxing and jujitsu helps with develop your prefrontal cortex for you know impulse control and stuff like that and uh, just for someone to pause before they do the one, two, and the slip in the two, to have that moment of pause and know to wait, I think it's very beneficial for them out in the real world just to have that one second of like, mm, no, nah, I'm not going to put that needle in my arm today. One of the questions I had is, do you guys implement any kind of steps or any kind of recovery literature or programs or anything into into the gym or is it just strictly MMA? A lot of our stuff with the curriculum that we have now is a step program. Um, when we get in, it's basically the stance. You know what I mean? You, we're not just 
uh, getting guys out of the street and bringing them in and putting gloves on them and going to work. We like to teach from literally the, the toes to the feet, to the knees. I mean, from the ground up. So just the basics starting from scratch, I think is also essential with uh, new people coming in. And then I don't, I don't know if you've ever heard of an organization called MVP, which is merging vets and players. I actually helped start the one in Atlanta with Nate Boyer, Jay Glazier, Randy Couture. There's a gentleman named Manu Natoa, who's Jim at that, in Smyrna, Georgia, which is basically Atlanta. Their platform is a workout, and then they have a mat chat. So it allows you to get a workout in, and then instead of just finishing up the workout, kind of create that one-on-one locker room experience where you can kind of talk about your day, talk about your experiences, talk about things that are bothering you. So you've got other like-minded individuals. Their focus is combat veterans and professional athletes after wearing a uniform, but we kind of can implement the, you know, the same tactics on people with addictions. So, you know, a bigger body of life, and say, you know, hey, we're going to work out. We're going to show you some of the fundamentals. We're going to allow you to kind of release some of that frustration and, and get that sweat, work those and get those endorphins. And, you know, a lot of that dopamine sensor that happens with exercise, we're going to get all that going, get you feeling good. And then at the end of this workout, you know, we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about shit that's bothering us. What kind of benefits have you guys seen personally in your recovery journey now that you're doing the mixed martial arts? I think one of the one of the things that and Chris have, Chris and I have talked about this too. It's just the the cognitive thought, like you're not waking up like oh man another day at work and the hangover experience. Like it's just easier. It's that feeling of having something to look forward to. I, I didn't mention this. I'm getting a master's in addiction and recovery. So I'm kind of studying behaviors and I actually taught cognitive behavior therapy for the county to juveniles, but it, it's really just allowing people to have the ability to, to make those clear choices and thoughts and to be able to express themselves and to kind of talk it through other people who've experienced the same thing instead of sitting on a couch with a therapist or sitting in a group setting, you know, where you're kind of feeling like, I'm the bad guy when we're kind of in the same, we're the environment. We're all kind of the bad guy. And there's not that one head figure who's, who's kind of here to like tell you, be like, I'm the authority figure. Like it's, it's not that environment. Like we're all in the same place, maybe more like a root or like a, a tree. When you cut it, like I may have more rings. Cause I've been, I've got eight years sober now where you have two years sober, but I've been, but I was two years sober. I'm still two years sober, even though I'm eight years sober. So just the, just the thought of like, man, it's a tough week. I can, I can freaking on Thursday, I'm going to go and roll around on the mat and I can kind of save some of my thoughts that I've been having since Monday. And when I'm done on the mat, I know I'm going to sit down and talk about shit that's been bothering me for like the last three days or four days or whatever. Or, Hey, it's Tuesday. I'm pissed off. I want to go freaking buy a six pack or a case of beer. But instead, I'm going to put myself through these exercises that I've learned 
because I can do these on my own. I can, I can still practice and work up a sweat and having that tool to say, this is another outlet for me to channel my energy in a positive way that I've gotten more tools that I've developed that I don't feel like such a bitch that I got to go sit with a therapist. I can actually, if I'm feeling like shit today and I want to go, I want to go grab some beer because I'm having a bad freaking week. You know what? I might just go run or I might just knock out some push-ups, or I might practice the freaking omoplata or do some shrimp drills or I might go in my, my garage and do something, you know, something that I was taught or a strike or a punch or a kick or something that I've learned. And then when I get to class, I can bring that to the table and be like, man, I was having a terrible week and it was Tuesday. Here I am Thursday and we're all back together. And it's like, I'm in my safe place. I can talk about Tuesday and what I had to do to get through Tuesday. No one's going to judge me because I know somebody else here had a Tuesday or a Wednesday or a Monday or a Sunday or whatever. So it's like how many like-minded individuals can be in an environment working up those parts of the brain to stimulate yourself in a positive way, right? In essence, addiction is just really an outlet. So it's almost like creating a different type of an, an addiction, but in a healthy, it's like a wellness in a healthy way. Like, yeah, there's more benefits for it. There's more benefit for it. Why isn't this part of something that is everywhere, right? Because what do we do? We like to treat people with, with medications or these therapy, you know, let me go talk to somebody who's never been through what I've been through because they get paid yeah. to do this. You know, absolutely. That's one of the points that I wanted to make, too, is that when I was in that class, you just dreaded the circle conversation. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, OK, I'm six people away. What am I going to say? And you're thinking and it's just like, God, I don't even want to be here, man. Like I'm starting to get pissed. And now it's five people away. and They're getting closer to me and I'm going to have to say something or I can't get back to having my driver's license or or get back to my regular life, like being in that type of environment, it just really, it didn't help me at all. What it did is, is piss me off. There was no value and value is, is what I like to focus on, on what we're doing here. The benefits are great, but the actual value of being able to, to turn away from a substance and, and help with the impulse control just by, you know, some action-based induction therapy, it's all about the value to me because sitting in a room full of people and listening to this one person who's supposed to be the leader talk, and the only thing she has to say is, you know, like I said, her, her obsession with apple fritters really just pissed me off. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. I've I've been to similar classes and had similar experiences with counselors or whatever that had no idea what it was like. And, you know, just, just having to go to those classes as, you know, like a a stipulations for probation and stuff. Like I, I totally get it, man. It, it definitely sucks. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I don't think, you know, and I had to also take anger management therapy and (laughs) (laughs) I I'm telling everybody like you guys, I haven't learned anything from it, from the alcohol therapy. This was a complete waste of my time. I'm just required to be here. It didn't change my outlook on anything, but yet, you know, I grapple around with the guys and, 
you know, hold the focus mitts or work the focus mitts. And I leave feeling just 10 times better. And I mean, there's something to that. And it's beneficial, not only from a health perspective, but the numbers and data that we've looked at through countless studies, it's also mentally healthy as well. I don't think we talk about it enough in recovery, just the benefits that we get from exercise. And you know, I didn't start doing jujitsu until later on in, in my recovery. And I got a little over five years clean, so it took me a while to to nice. see the benefits of exercise in recovery. But I definitely I see a lot of benefits from doing yeah. jujitsu. You know, I just feel good when it's over, man, because like I'm exhausted because I put everything on the mat. But man, like I I feel I feel good at the end of the night, and I look forward to going back. And that's also one thing when we first started this we would talk about Joe Rogan's podcast and how he speaks about, you know, a guy that just PR'd in the gym, he's going to be easier to talk to, you know, than a person who hasn't, you know what I mean? Who, who just does an exercise and, and drinks every night. And there's just something about being a, a cooler guy after you've physically done so much mentally, everything else, you know, it's easy. Yeah, so then we started reaching out to a couple other people, and uh, surprisingly, one of the guys who had an immediate response was uh, John Hackleman, and he is, or he was Chuck Liddell's head coach from the pit in Las Vegas, and he called me, and I was literally just like a 13 year old girl on the phone, like, Oh my God, it's John Ackleman's calling my phone. And we talked for a while, man. And it, it was great to hear his feedback on it. Cause he was really adamant about, cause he has a lot of fighters that are fighting addiction now in his camp. So he calls every once in a while and, and we still catch up. But his favorite quote to me was, you know, you guys are doing great. And it's not only the person that has the addiction that you're helping, it, it's their mom and their brother who they used to steal from. And you know what I mean? It, it's not only the person going through the addiction that we're benefiting by just physical, you know, mixed martial arts. I think, it, I think it's great. Like you said in the beginning, there's not many, there's not anyone, anyone else. I believe that, the closest thing is a recovery house in, I want to say California, and they just do the action-based induction therapy with, I think it's like Navy SEAL training or, or something like that, but it's not anything that's going to benefit you out on the street. You know what I mean? If somebody tries to you know rob you or anything, and just like that, it's just the confidence boost that some exercises don't give you and just the fact that not a, a lot of people are exposed or even know that just practicing mixed martial arts will help you in recovery i mean the numbers on that are just insane and you know some of the things that chris was doing with mvp the numbers just off that i mean i'm just like dude we're we're on to something here man we we just got to keep this momentum going and you know keep up with the instagram posts and keep up 
working with, I work a lot with uh, the local recovery centers here with survivors of addiction here in Dunedin, Florida, and, you know, consistently trying to keep the guys up to date with the numbers and try to pull them in and even come to them. There's sometimes where, you know, I packed up a suitcase full of, you know, headgear, Muay Thai pads and, and focus mitts. And, and I went over to their house and we laid it out in the backyard and couldn't have went better. So not only do we have a place where we go and all come together, but like Chris was saying earlier, if you're having a bad Tuesday, man, and then Tuesdays happen to everybody, even if it's not on a Tuesday, you know what I'm talking about. Those damn Tuesdays happen. And, you know, I'm portable. I'll throw all my shit in the bag and I'll come out to you and we'll work out in your garage or your living room. It, it's just this opportunity where I, I think Chris and I are, are so passionate. We just can't pass this up now. I just wish there was more awareness to this type of thing. I, I mean, I know that the science is out there. The information's out there. It's really just getting kind of the word out there and, and really just getting gyms involved you know, volunteering their time or whatever to where we could kind of create these little programs and little pockets of the world outside of just our locations. You know, th this is something that is beneficial that could be used anywhere. I had a program at the VA where I'm at that I was doing the same stuff with, you know, it's just, it's just networking, but unfortunately, you know, like we have jobs and stuff. So like doing something like this full time would be ideal, but you know, there's a lot of, a lot of moving pieces. There's a lot of networking involved and a lot of cost. You know what I mean? You know, it's it's cool to be able to go to somebody's house and stuff, but uh, you know, it's ideal to have that like that one spot where you could kind of meet up on that you know whatever day. It's hard to find out like what grant programs or what grants are available for you to like use to like kind of fund these projects to really get something to where you can really have a lot of momentum because you have like that financial backing to where you could be like, all right, now I'm going in a hundred percent on this thing. You know what I mean? Instead of like this little part-time thing where it's just like, you know, a couple of guys who like to be a little rowdy, who've got some addiction problems trying to find other guys who like to be rowdy with some addiction problems. <laughs> and we're all just, we're all just trying to, Hey, let's go beat the shit out of each other for a little bit. So we feel better. I call it gym therapy. And then let's hang out and talk about, you know, whatever's going on. Let's make it a real thing. <laughs> yeah, the financing is is definitely uh, one of our burdens because essentially, uh, you know, this has been funded just by Chris and I, and the money that we do get goes right back in. So yeah, we've uh, had some donations. The, yeah, we've had some, and, and thankful for the ones that we had, especially because we were in a tough spot then, and. Um, you know, there's a donation place on the website, fearlessrecoverymma.com. All the links to the social media, Instagram and Facebook are on there, too. So, yeah, definitely get the word out. I'm, I'm a veteran, so I know veterans are jacked up just because the culture of the military, the history of, of just the last 20 years of just sustained conflict that we have had. You know, a lot of people are messed up feeling, you know, and then just the nature of the world we're in right now. A lot of people are hurting and a lot of people are looking for outlets. And 
I feel like people in the martial arts arena know the benefits of, of martial arts and exercise and the discipline and all that that comes along with it. It's taking that and adding that extra piece of that camaraderie of that brotherhood of like sitting down with like-minded individuals afterwards and, and being like, all right, let's have a little bit of mat chat and talk about like what's really pissing us off today or what's causing us to want to relapse or I think that safe environment of like being amongst other people, not in a clinical type of feeling allows you to kind of talk more freely without feeling like you're being scrutinized by somebody. You know what I mean? Like if we talk about fucked up shit we've done just amongst the three of us, like how wild and crazy we are, we might laugh. You know, we're laughing like, yeah, like that was, shit was crazy. Like, yeah, oh my God. Like, I did so much cocaine. I thought a horse, like, I could kill a horse. And, like, man, those were some wild times. And, like, feeling those urges and, like, laughing and being like, dude, we've come so far. And, like, motivating each other to, like, continue on our progress path and just, like, looking back at each individual person's history and just, you know, it's kind of like if we're sitting around in a circle and it's like we're all kind of quiet and this lady's kind of, dictating how this thing's gonna run and we're all kind of telling our stories and we're I don't, I don't know this guy next to me i don't you know we all just show up here and we go our own separate ways okay great but if we're all gonna come into the gym and beat the shit out of each other and start talking and like afterwards it's like dude good job today fucking kicking my ass like i can tell some improvement from last week <laughs> shit's awesome like you fucking kind of hurt me a little bit you pinned my ass quick as hell like nice job and then we, you know, we just kind of go into like, yeah, man, like, damn, it was Tuesday. I thought it was Friday. Like, I'm telling, like, I'm saying that because that's how I felt this week. Fucking Tuesday. I was like, is it Friday? Because this week sucks. And my boy was like, it's Tuesday. And I'm like, I know. It's how bad the week is already. <laughs> you know, just having that ability to just kind of be like, yeah, man, like, we'll get through it. And like, you're with your boys and like promoting positivity in a way that's not destructive to your own self. Because you already destroyed yourself on the mat or, like, in the ring or, like, there's something about that. Especially for, like, an alpha-type mentality or alpha-type males. Like, we need to channel our energy in a more physical kind of a way because it allows us to kind of lower our guard to be vulnerable. And yeah. that vulnerability is something that is hard to let go of in, like, that setting where you're sitting in a group with fucking eight other assholes. And we're all here because we have to be. We're paying this fucking lady 150 bucks. You know, it's it's a punishment. And there's no value, just like JD was talking about. There's no value to it. Like, at least the value in this is I'm getting shit off my chest. And I'm comfortable. Even if it's my first day and I don't want to say shit. That's cool. I've listened to everybody else. I guarantee you, more people talk on the mat than they ever do in those type of punishment, clinical, court-ordered settings. Once you've done and gone through, it's like it's just like military. Once we've battled with each other, that bond that happens, you can't deny that. Like, there's there's a thing that happens. You know what I mean? And if you've trained jiu-jitsu, you know what it's like to get in there and to work your ass off and to be like, holy shit, it's only been 25 minutes. <laughs> like... <laughs> or, or I don't like I don't know where you train at. Or it's like, all right, all the white belts with the blue belts, you're gonna go round table. Like everyone's gonna fucking just go. Or gauntlet, yeah. Gauntlet, three minutes, five yep. minutes, two minutes. You get a, you get a fresh guy like, every 
two minutes. Yeah, you're like, so by, and at the end of that, you're like, you're covered in sweat. You're bruised. You feel fucking awesome. And then it's like, hey, man, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate yeah. that ass open today. Like, that was awesome. I learned yeah. something. Uh, it's one other thing I wanted to tap on, too, is just the addiction. Um, I've also been exposed to to people, you know, who come to me and their addiction is not drug and alcohol. I mean, it's work. It's cleaning the house. And they're just honestly looking for an outlet as well. It doesn't have to be a drug and alcohol addiction that you have. I mean, an outlet is an outlet. So and an addiction is an addiction. I mean, it's across the board. There's no prejudice. Uh, once the addiction has its claws in, it yeah. doesn't matter what it is. It, I mean, once it has you, Fearless MMA is here, man. You guys want to wrap it up? You want to shout out your social media and website again? Yeah, uh, the Instagram is uh, Fearless Recovery MMA. The website is fearlessrecoverymma.com and the Facebook is Fearless Recovery MMA. So you guys look us up, check us out, follow us. If you're in Pinellas County, whatever, give me a call. And, you know, if you can't make it out to the gym, man, I can come to you. I'm here to help. And and I think that this is way too beneficial for human beings to uh, not get in. You know what I mean? I haven't heard anybody say, man, this idea is stupid. Only gotten positive feedback from this. So I can't wait for this to get bigger. I'm excited. For anybody that's listening that hasn't tried jujitsu and is interested, man, just go try it. It's awesome. Absolutely. Chris and JD, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing with us about the work you're doing with Fearless Recovery MMA. I'm really excited about what you guys are doing. If you guys want to get in contact with Chris or JD, as always, their contact information will be in the show notes. Thanks again, guys. You've been listening to Recovery Survey. If you got anything out of today's episode, I'd ask you to please leave us a five-star review and share this episode with a friend. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can find us at recoverysurvey.com. You can listen to all of our episodes on the website as well as connect with us on social media where you can get previews for upcoming episodes. Hey guys, I wanted to let you know about an exciting new partnership with Broken Chains Apparel. They're a custom online shirt retailer that designs cool shirts for people in recovery. They want you to be proud of your recovery and wear it boldly. They're offering our listeners a 20% discount. All you have to do is use the promo code recovery at checkout. Go grab your shirts today at brokenchainsapparel.com and follow them on Facebook and Instagram at brokenchainsapparel.